The advice given on this program is general. Please consult your doctor about what is best for you. Products promoted through and advertised on or around this program are not endorsed by Dr. Sally Coburn or her guests. Now on 2GB Sydney, 3AW Melbourne, 4BC Brisbane and network stations across Australia, it's time for Saturday Night with Sally Coburn. Well, you do. You've got me, and I'm here with you for the next three hours. Hello, I'm Sally Coburn. You're at your house. I'm at my house. We're all at our own homes. Look, Saturday nights really aren't what they used to be, are they? So I thought that we'll bring you some fun tonight. I thought that maybe we'll, um, I don't know, have a bit of edutainment. Like all of you, I was to say, I've been staying home all week, and I did an online course this week. What have you been doing to fill in your time? Later in the program, we're going to take your pledge for the tasks that you promised to fix. You know, that cupboard you've always been meaning to clean out, the online course you wanted to do, the musical instrument you wanted to learn. Well, later in the show, we'll call for you to call us to tell us what you're doing. 131873 is the number. Also, this week I ordered a theremin. No, it's not a medical device, but it's a musical instrument and it's celebrating its 100th birthday this year, but you've probably never heard of it. Well, we'll be meeting a world expert, a virtuosa in the theremin. And I say you may not have heard of it, but I'm sure you'll recognise its music when you hear it. But what about you? Have you got a collection of weird and wonderful musical instruments? Later in the show, after eight, we want to hear from you about yours. But first, as you know, I'm a practising GP and I'm currently practising and broadcasting from home. Now, I know that the COVID messages can be confusing. Well, we're here to untangle them for you. So we all like to know that our frontline key workers have our gratitude and the best way to support them tangibly is by following the simple advice that you've been given to reduce the spread of COVID-19. As you know, the main messages, stay at home. If you do need to venture out, it should only really be for food, exercise, medical or carer needs. When you are out, you keep up 1.5 metres away from others and, of course, you wash your hands frequently, singing happy birthday at the time. Well, later this hour, we're going to hear about, hear from rather, experts on testing. It's a very confusing. There's all sorts of messages out there about what sort of testing is going on. Well, we're going to find out about that. And also, worryingly, when there's something like COVID around, there's all sorts of products that you seem to hear about that claim to have health-giving properties. How do you tell what's got evidence base and what just seems like a nice idea? 131873, when we have our experts to talk about that. But first, as we did last week, it's becoming a bit of a, a regular trend. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a roundup. On the line is Professor Michael Kidd AM. He's the Principal Medical Advisor to the Department of Health Federally. He's also Professor of Primary Care Reform at the Australian National University and a Director of the WHO Collaboration Centre on Family Medicine and Primary Care. Michael, thanks so much for joining us again. Thanks, Sally. Great to do so. It's, it's not as if we've got a lot to do on a Saturday night anymore, really, is it? <laughs> Um, Michael, there's a lot that's been going on during the week. Is there anything in particular that you wanted to get across at this point? Well, two uh, very big things, Sally. Firstly, uh, from Monday, 
uh, the Australian government is allowing every Australian to use telehealth uh, to talk with their uh, chosen general practitioner or with other uh, healthcare providers. And this means you can use the telephone uh, or you can use video consults uh, to uh, do your consultations. And that, what that means is people can stay safely at home uh, for much of their medical care. Of course, some people will still require a face-to-face -face consultation if they need to be examined or if they need a procedure, uh, but that can be arranged uh, with, uh, with your provider. So that's a big change to the way that we've traditionally received uh, care from our GPs, isn't it? Well, Michael, we both grew up when we were pups at the Department of Community Medicine at Monash and, and one of the things that everyone kept saying, oh, that telehealth, don't know whether it's going to work because, you know, you can't touch a patient. But I've just completed my second week of doing it. Well, I only do one day a week. But I found it remarkably easy. One patient sent me a video of their dislocated finger. Uh, well, another patient sent me, a, sent me a photo of their skin lesion. And that's about as far as I reckon I could go. I couldn't diagnose appendicitis over the telephone. But I think we're going to see a, a bold new world. What do you think? Well, I think so. In fact, I think it's probably uh, the biggest change we've seen to uh, Medicare, our national uh, health care uh, schemes, probably since it was introduced. You know, traditionally it's always been face-to-face, -face, but now uh, because of the national emergency which we are all living through, uh, where we've got this new technology, the technology is available. Still very important, though, that we make sure that uh, we don't introduce any new problems in using the technology, mm. making sure, of course, that the privacy and security of the consultations that we have between patients and providers is maintained. Absolutely. There's still a few things to iron out, and one of them is um, we were hoping to have e-scripts, but they are taking a bit of time. But I know everyone's drastically working on that. But, um, you know, when you're doing a phone consultation and you write a script, it's a, a prescription. It's a bit difficult to get it to the pharmacist or to the patient, um, and we're still going to iron that out, I think. Well, we do, but uh, we can use uh, email. We can send mm. uh, photographs of the uh, mm. of the prescription to the pharmacy with the little barcodes that are on our prescriptions now, uh, mm. and uh, and people uh, don't have to leave their homes uh, because, of course, we have home delivery from many pharmacies around the country to to people. Exactly. And this is really important. It's really important that uh, that people are staying at home, and especially that uh, older people, people over seventy, people with chronic uh, health conditions, people who may have immune uh, system problems they definitely should not be venturing out of their homes at this time and michael the other thing for doctors like myself who have risks in those comorbidity things that you just described of course we can do the telehealth from home too and uh, the medicare item numbers apply and um, the good news for people is that these consultations under that medicare agreement have to be bulk billed Yes, yeah, so at the moment uh, the, the uh, consultations are bulk billed, but um, the, uh, that will change uh, over the uh, days ahead where mm. uh, we'll be able to, uh, doctors will be able to use whatever billing methods they would like to mm. use. But we uh, uh, have, the government has put in uh, additional incentives uh, to encourage uh, bulk billing, particularly of people who are on concession cards and of children mm. under the age of 16. And I think at this mm -hmm. time when so many people are uh, out of work or people who've had casual employment have suddenly found that they have uh, no income coming in, that it's, uh, it's, it's very important that we make sure that there are no barriers, uh, financial barriers for people receiving exactly. the care that they need. Michael, um, there's been a lot of talk about the flu vaccine and uh, part of that was previously we said to people to definitely wait till April. The flu vaccine is available now. We're encouraging people to go and get it. 
Well, yes, we're, we're encouraging uh, everybody to uh, to get vaccinated against uh, influenza this year. And again, especially people who are at increased risk if they get influenza, uh, because what we don't want is to have a, uh, a bad outbreak of influenza and people get very sick and end up needing to be in hospital or, or in an intensive care unit at the same time as we're worried about people uh, with COVID-19 uh, being in exactly the same situation. So, uh, very, you know, we can prevent influenza. We can't at this stage, have, we don't have a vaccine for COVID-19, but we do have a vaccine for uh, influenza. So encouraging everyone to mm. do that. It's free for people who are aged over 65. It's free for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people aged over six months. It's free for people with many chronic conditions, which put them at increased risk. It's free for every woman who is pregnant. And for the first time, it's free for all children aged between six months and five years of age. But mm. what I recommend is don't go rushing to to your local GP or your local pharmacy uh, to get immunised, ring ahead, find out, make sure they've got stock. Uh, if possible, make an appointment and, uh, and then uh, go at the scheduled time. And that way we can make sure that we don't have large numbers of people going into pharmacies, into general practices where the risk of uh, transmission of COVID-19 may be occurring. Even though there Absolutely. are restrictions on people moving around uh, the community in, uh, right across the country, you are allowed to attend uh, a medical mm. appointment. You are allowed to go to a pharmacy for uh, medical needs. Indeed. And just finally, Michael, um, there's a lot of uh, media reports about various potential treatments. They are just potential at the moment, aren't they? Yes, look, there are a lot of uh, theories and there are a lot of the world's greatest minds in medical and scientific research uh, working incredibly hard to try and uh, find uh, either uh, effective treatments uh, against uh, COVID-19 or particularly working towards the vaccine, uh, which we hope will uh, be able to be developed to uh, immunise people against the coronavirus. Uh, the, the, you know, every... It, Every new uh, idea that comes forward uh, ends up with a front page uh, news story. Some of them we hope will move and go through research and may produce some benefits. Some of them uh, will hit a dead end. Uh, it's very similar, Sally, to when HIV first appeared yeah. in the world in the early uh, 1980s. And there were lots of ideas about things which might help. Um, and eventually, of course, we reached a point of having uh, effective treatments, but it took some time. And I suppose at that point it's good to tell people um, that uh, health.gov.au or australia.gov.au are two really good places to go for health information and also healthdirect.gov.au. And I hear everyone saying, but I don't have the internet. Well, the telephone number for healthdirect.gov.au is 1800 022 1800-022-222. Michael, thank you again for your time. It's, uh, it's always good to catch up with, uh, with the evidence base, and that's what we need to be making sure that we hear from, people with evidence. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks, Sally. Thanks for the great work that you're doing, keeping us all informed. And thank you to all your listeners. You know, we, we have to stop the spread of this virus. It will only happen if we all do our part, and it's just been mm -hmm. amazing to see how the people of Australia are taking this so terribly seriously because it is Absolutely. a terribly challenging and worrying time. Yeah. Thanks very much, Michael. Thanks, Sally. Bye. Uh, thank you. After the break, we're going to be speaking to a microbiologist and find out what is going on with testing. You've probably all heard there's all sorts of ideas about testing, but what is actually out there available and, moreover, working? We'll be back after this.